please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Before we start, I want to remind you An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast, and there you're going to find articles about some of the topics we discuss. You're going to find more information about the podcast itself. You're going to find ways to hook up with us on Facebook and on Twitter. You're also going to see that with Father's Day coming up, we have a couple of advertisers now that are supporting our website. And they're offering some great deals for Dad for Father's Day at great prices. And you don't even have to leave the comfort of your home. So go over there, check out the advertisers. People like Shop at Home, and we have As Seen on TV, and a couple of others. So go over there, check it out, and you never know, you might find something for that over there. If not, at least check out the website. Go over there, it's www.famousapple.com. Another thing, look, you want to get in touch with me? You can write me at jimmy at famousapple.com. Or you can write me at admin at famousapple.com and in the subject, put Jimmy. Anything you want to talk about, I'm here. And do me a favor. If you like what's going on on the podcast here, give us a like down on the bottom of the page. Give us a rating. Leave us a comment. If you don't like it, you know, let me know what's going on. Let me know what you think, how we can improve or whatever you think. Any comment you have, I'd like to hear it. So... How you doing? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? I'm glad. You feeling better than you did last week? That's even better, right? Hey, the warmer weather is finally coming in. And here in the Northeast, we are actually going to have two days. That's right. Count them. Two. One, two. With no rain. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, I got something to tell you. This is This is pretty good. I told you last time I sold my house. And on the day of closing, these people come and they do the final walkthrough on the house. And they go through the house and everything's fine. I mean, my wife is, my wife is anal about the house. So she stays up the night before the walkthrough and she waxes the floors. She makes, all, she makes sure all the windows are clean. There's no fingerprints, no nothing. And, but it's rained. It's rained for like a week straight. So these people come in, they do the walkthrough, and I get a message saying they're upset that the grass isn't cut. So I told them, I said, it's rained for the last 28 out of 30 days. It's rained. You're upset the grass isn't cut? The last time I had a break in the rain, I had the grass cut. But I couldn't do it the day before because it poured. Yeah, so it was a little bit... I mean, you didn't need a jungle guide to get you through my front yard or anything, but it was a little bit higher than normal. It wasn't it wasn't ankle deep or anything like that, but it was a little bit taller than normal grass. And this guy's complaining about it. Oh, take it on a hop, pal. 
What, what did you want me to do? Go out and cut the grass in the rain? Okay, yeah, that'll be good. This way I could tear it out and you'd have holes in the grass. What a moron. But that's how some people are. But it's been pouring here. Every time you turn around, it's raining outside. But we're going to have two days. Two days right in a row with no rain. I'm so happy. <laughs> I could do the dance of joy right now. And the people out, out in the Midwest, they're getting a break because the tornadoes seem to be going away. And now the cleanup starts. So it's terrible out there. It's terrible the mess that they're left with. But at least it's all material, material mess. It's not hundreds of lives lost or anything like that. Thank God. Uh, like I said, we have a good one for you today. We're going to be answering a couple of emails that we got. They're pretty interesting emails, actually. They're something that maybe you've questioned in the past. So, you know what? Let's jump into that first, okay? We'll jump into that right now. Okay, we received this email from Terry. She's from Oakdale, California. And she writes, is Social Security disability only for people who got hurt at work? Oh, that's a good question, Terry. No, it's not. Social Security disability is for someone who got hurt. Now, here's the catch. You had to have worked in order to get Social Security disability. You had to have paid into it. You don't just get it for, you know, without paying into it. It's an insurance. So, yes, though. It's you don't have to you don't have to have gotten hurt at work. I know somebody that was riding a motorcycle that, you know, they were off from work. They were on their weekend. They were riding a motorcycle and they got into a very bad accident and they're now permanently disabled. So they're receiving Social Security disability for the rest of their life. So, yes, it is for people that don't get hurt at work as well as people that do. Now, workers comp is for people who get hurt at work. Social Security disability, as long as you've paid into it, doesn't matter if you get hurt at work or at home or whatever. You could be on vacation and get hurt and you're eligible for Social Security disability. Okay, Terry, that was a good question, my friend. Thanks a lot for writing in. Our next question comes from Monty from Anderson, South Carolina. He says he's been on Social Security disability for four years now and he can't live on what Social Security Disability pays and wants to know if there's any way he can go about getting a raise. The quick answer is no. <laughs> I mean, we'd all like to get a raise, but no. There's a raise once a year. It's called the COLA, cost of living raise, but that's it. Cost of living adjustment, the COLA, but that's it. There's no you, you can't go in and sit down with the president and say, uh, Mr. Trump, I think I've been a good disabled person. I'd like a raise. It doesn't happen that way. You know, unfortunately, it's there to help us get along. And there's other programs you can apply for. So what I would suggest you do is get a hold of Social Security and let them know what your problem is. They're, you know, there's there's programs out there to help you with your heating bills and with food bills and if you're not able to make payments with your with your medical bills, there's there's programs out there for that. They're not they're not just giving you X amount of dollars a month and saying you're on your own. Social Security will help you out. You just have to ask for the help. So I would suggest you make an appointment with a social security agent 
and sit down, explain the difficulties that you're having, and see where they can help. They're friendly people. Trust me. Okay, Monty. Thank you very much for writing in. I really appreciate the, the email. Our next one comes from Patrick from Lakeland, Florida. He wrote, people on Social Security disability uh, have a hard time getting life insurance. He's, can they get regular life insurance or are they stuck getting that, you know, the life insurance you see on TV uh, for $35,000 and you pay nine ninety nine. We all know that colonial life and everything, that's, that's great for burial expenses. But when you really look hard at some of those programs, like uh, the one that comes to mind is colonial life. It's a legitimate program. And that's there. That helps. You're, you're spending $9.99 per unit. Now, what you have to do, though, is look at what a unit is. In some cases, a unit, you're paying $9.95 or $9.99 for every two. 2500 or every $5,000 of insurance. It's, put it this way, if you can't get life insurance through another company, at least it's something. It's something to help with your final expense. But what I would suggest before you turn to that, before you turn to those those uh, quick insurances, try. Try with the, a, a regular life insurance company and see what they come up with. You know, just because you're disabled doesn't mean that you have some kind of terminal illness or something. Give it a shot. Don't be afraid to try. Okay, Patrick, try. Go to, go to a life insurance company, whatever the nature of your disability is. You don't say in your email. But be honest. That's the one thing. Don't lie on the application. Don't go in there. If you have, uh, I don't know, some kind of traumatic brain inju injury, don't go in there and say, yeah, everything's just hunky-dory. I'm perfectly okay. Because in the end, what happens is your family doesn't get a dime. You lied on the application. Go in, be 100% honest. Who knows? Maybe they might come back and say, you know what? It's going to cost you $5,000 a month, which is ridiculous. Can't afford that on Social Security. Maybe they'll come back and tell you it's going to cost you $100 a month. You don't know until you try. But just be honest. Be honest. And if you can't afford it, then go to the next one where... You know, Art Linkletter or Pat Sajak or whoever's doing it now is up there saying, get $35,000 of life insurance starting at $9.99 a month and no one's refused. It's something. It's something. You should have something to cover your final expenses. Something else you might want to look at is prepaying. Prepaying, you know, some people go, oh, that's morbid. I don't know. I don't think it's morbid. Honestly, I don't think it's morbid to prepay. I think it's smart. Get that bill out of the way. Be done with it. That's up to you. But thank you very much for writing in with that. That's very that's that's something that you do have to think about. Next next email came in from Abby from Killeen, Texas. She writes, I thought Social Security paid twenty five hundred dollars in a death benefit. Her sister says that it only pays two hundred and fifty dollars. Who's right? Actually, neither one of you is, is right. It actually pays $255. It doesn't pay anywhere close to $2,500, uh, Abby. I don't know what the logic is behind that. $255 isn't even enough to get cremated, but it's something, okay? 
that's why it's important what Pat what Patrick was asking. That's why it's important to have some kind of insurance or prepay. That two hundred and fifty five dollars really doesn't do much of anything. So it's something to think about there. But no, it definitely doesn't pay twenty five hundred dollars, uh, Abby. But thank you very much for the email and keep them coming. Definitely keep them coming. And the next email comes from Catherine in Kingston, New York. She writes, can I be covered by my husband's health insurance and and Medicare at the same time? And which is primary? Okay, that's a good question. Here's the deal. Yes, you can be covered by your spouse's insurance. If your spouse is working, you can be covered by by their health insurance and Medicare, which it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Now, when it comes time to paying the bill, if your spouse works for a company that employs more than 20 people, 2-0, more than 20 people, then that insurance is primary, okay? So they have to bill that insurance first, then Medicare is secondary. I don't know why, but that's the way it goes. Now, what I usually do, now I'm covered by Medicare, and I'm also covered by my wife's uh, health insurance at work. So my wife's health insurance, there's a copay. So I go to the doctor, and what they do for me is I give them the insurance, then the copay they bill to Medicare. So I walk out of the doctor's office paying nothing, and my health insurance pays the bulk of the bill, and Medicare pays my copay, and everything is done. And I've never had a problem. And they told me, it was actually the doctor's office that told me to do that. They said that that's how most people do it. So there's something that if you're not doing that, there's something you can do to save some money. You can give your insurance and then bill your copay to Medicare. And doctor's offices will do that gladly. Now, here's something else I do want to bring up about health insurance. Now, if your spouse has health insurance to work, nine times out of ten they have spousal insurance. You're not going to have a $500,000 insurance plan, but you may have a $50,000 or $35,000 life insurance plan that you can get for your spouse's job. And it doesn't cost you anything or it costs you something minimal. That's something else to look into. So... I just wanted to bring those out. All right. Our next our next email is coming from Carol in North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina to be exact. And Carol, I think, knows how I feel about this, but she's asking it anyway. So she says, How do you feel about Medicare paying for abortion? Well, I don't think Medicare should pay for abortion. Plain and simple. I don't think insurance at all should pay for abortion. I don't think personally abortion should be legal, except in the case of rape. I don't think abortion should be used as uh, an odd form of after-the-case birth control. Now, I know you're going to give me all these uh, talking points about my body, my choice. You're right. It is your body, it is your choice, and you do have a choice. Your choice is to have sex or abstain, to use contraceptives or not, to have your boyfriend use a contraceptive or not, but your choice is not and never will be murder. I'm sorry, I don't agree with abortion, I never have, and I never will. 
I don't agree with taking someone else's life for no, no reason whatsoever. Just because you don't want to have a baby. If you didn't want to have a baby, you shouldn't have laid down and played the game of sex. It's that simple. And to say that Medicare should pay for it, first of all, Medicare, <laughs> Medicare is for people that are older, senior citizens, and for people who are disabled. I don't think, like I said, I don't think any insurance should pay for abortion. And I do agree with the states right now that have this law that they're passing that no abortion after there's a heartbeat. I, I'm sorry. You may, be, you may not agree with me. I know people like Alyssa Milano doesn't agree with me, but hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Opinions are like elbows. Everybody's got one. So no, I don't think, I don't think abortion should be paid for by Medicare. Okay? Like I said, I enjoy the emails. Keep them coming. Uh, we can talk about anything here. Our last email comes from Linda in upstate New York. Linda has a problem with a back that leaves her walking with crutches, makes it difficult to climb steps. And she wanted to know if there was anything that can be done, anyone that she can complain to about restaurants and clubs that have no handicap access. And really, it is not. Um... The only thing you can do is you can make it known that they're not handicap friendly. I mean, they're losing a big portion of business by not being accessible to handicapped people. I guess they don't want handicapped people there. I know that there's in, in this one town in Fishkill, New York, I was going there to, to a meeting for a hobby that I have. And uh, the restaurant they were holding it at, when I got there, there was four steps to get in. I'm in a wheelchair. And I asked somebody, I said, is there a handicap entrance? And they said, no. So they lost my business that night because it was one of these things where we're having the meeting in the restaurant and part of the deal was you had to buy dinner while you were there. So they lost my business. I just don't understand people that are willing to lose business by cutting out a certain segment of society. And here's something else that I noticed especially now with the warmer weather coming in and concerts coming up and what have you, there's, there's some of these venues that say, oh, they have handicapped seating for people in wheelchairs. Now, they're not giving you a discount, believe me, for, for handicapped seating. But what they do is they stick you in the left field where your view of the stage is, is shitty at best, to be honest, and they're charging you full price. Something has to be done. Us as disabled people, we have to stick together and not stand for being treated as second-class citizens because we're not. Our money is just as green as everybody else's. So that's something that we have to consider. That's something that we have to look at as a group, that we have to stand together, and we can't let them insult our dignity. And if they don't, you know, if they don't treat us fairly— we don't have to give them their, our money. And maybe that's the best way to show them that we're not accepting of it. If we don't give them our money, if, you know, if we don't buy their products, maybe that's the best way of showing them our, that we're not satisfied with the way they're treating us. Who knows? I'm looking for suggestions. Anyone that has suggestions, please send them to me. Let me know how you would handle it. So thanks a lot, Linda, for writing in. 
there's nothing we can do, actually, other than to band together and let these people know that we're not going to stand for it anymore. That's the best we can do. All right, guys, thank you very much for the emails. And keep them coming. Keep them coming because they help other people. Other people learn from our, from our questions. And don't ever think that anything is a dumb question. There is no such thing as a stupid question. There is no such thing as a stupid or a dumb question. Believe me, all of us here had these same questions when we first got involved in, in, in this, in, in becoming disabled and Social Security and all the rest. It's a very confusing thing. And it's nice to have other people around to help you with it. Trust me, I know, because I didn't have it when it was me. When, when I first got involved, when I first got hurt, I didn't have anyone around to help me that I could ask questions of. You do. And there's a bunch of us out there that will help you. So keep the questions coming, and we'll keep on trying to give you the best answers that we can. Let's move on here. Hey, do you know a business that's handicap-friendly, whether it's a, a diner, a restaurant, a club, a bar, a store? Do you know a business like that by you? Do me a favor. Send us the name, the phone number, the city, and the state, and we're going we're gonna to talk about it here on the podcast, and we're going to put them on our website, and we're going to give them a little bit of free advertising. Why not? Hey, if they're for us, if they're there for us, then we got to be there for them. And likewise, do you know a business that's not handicapped accessible that doesn't care? Let us know about them too and give us their name and their phone number. And I'll call them and I'll ask them why they aren't. And I'll, I'll, I'll get the information back to you on the podcast and we'll put them on our website and let the people know about them too. You know, you know what? The best way to get people involved is to let them know who's out there and who's with us and who's not, right? So if people are, people are going that extra mile to make their place handicapped accessible, let's give them the business. Let's give them the business. And those people that, uh, that don't care, well, let, them go, let them go blow smoke. Let them kick cans down the road. We don't need them. Evidently, they don't need us either, so... Let them go the other way. But the people that are there that want to want our business, let's give it to them, and let's let's show them our appreciation. So if you got it, if you if you know somebody, if you know someplace, send it to me, Jimmy at famousapple.com. That's Jimmy at famousapple.com, or send it to admin at famousapple.com in the subject line. Right, handicap friendly. We have to help those who help us. Right. So let's all get together and do it. Listen, thank you very much for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that we're back in the swing of things here. We have new equipment. The only thing, the only thing is I was hoping to do the phone interviews today. But with this new board, I didn't realize until yesterday night, in order to do the phone interviews now, I need a new amplifier. So... I'll be getting a new amplifier during the week. And hopefully next week we'll start with the phone interviews. So it kind of mixed things up this week, but I'm sorry. But I'm glad you came by today. Very glad you came by. And listen, you know, be, thank be thankful for today. Because in one moment, 
your entire life can change. Remember that. And always remember, things can always be worse. That's right. Right now, someone somewhere is wishing they were in your position. Remember that, my friend. All right. I will talk to you the early part of next week. All right. We'll do an apple slice probably Tuesday. And I'll talk to you again next Friday. So you have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. And I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Talk to you later, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.